In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. I'm David Henderson. I'm Greg Moore. And I'm, I'm Jeff, Jeff Madlock. Laid on the mic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was down the hall grabbing a drink of water. Yeah. Sure you had a good <laughs> roll going there and you screwed it all up. <laughs> hey, it's live radio. Give me a, there you go. That's right. Break, Welcome to the show and uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Um, today's show, um, we're going to have uh, some uh, Edutech news and updates, followed by a conversation with Kimberly Wright, who is a TLI teacher leader for an elementary school in El Paso. Uh, we're going to listen to our featured artist of the week, Tim Goins, and we're going to share some uh, other tips and uh, other information during the hour. Man, this is getting crazy. It's almost like we had a plan. No. Almost. Madness. But, you know, yeah. a madness. The madness. The planning. The planning madness. madness. Um, no, no plan here. Well, uh, if you are uh, in Arkansas education, um, then you know last week that the uh, Arkansas Board of Education agreed to the governor's plan to go ahead with ACT and ACT Aspire for standardized assessment in 2015-16 school year. Um, I uh, earlier today reached out to Hope Allen. We've had her on the show before. She's the director of student assessment for the uh, Department of Education in Arkansas. Uh, to give us some more information, and she has graciously provided us with a few key updates regarding assessments for the uh, 15-16 school year. Hey, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So did you just, uh, you know, the loss changing in Arkansas, loss changing in the nation, especially with Park. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those of you that, you know, it's funny, we, we talk a lot about Arkansas because we're way in Arkansas, but you could be listening from Kuala Lumpur. And so we just want you to know that here in the United States, Park is uh, the hot topic right now. Oh, yes. Yes. So, uh that, that's going to be some interesting stuff. Uh, what else you got on the list, David? I'm, I'm just not looking at it. Oh, E-Rate News. What you got for E-Rate News? Um, well, uh, in uh, blah, 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 Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Online, um, they uh, indicated that the state wait, statewide plan for Internet access to schools is on hold because uh, there is a telco, um, CenturyLink, uh, <laughs> who is checking the documentation regarding how the state filed its e-rate and how it's planning to implement the statewide network um what what we've done for you listeners is i've taken that and shortened it down into a tiny url so if you go to tinyurl.com slash nwa usac1 so that's nwa usac1 um that'll take you to that article uh uh and uh, they go into more detail as to what's happening and, and what's going on with CenturyLink and, and E-Rate and the new state network. Um, speaking of, if you are listening and you are in uh, Arkansas EduTech and you're on the sysadmin statewide list, be sure to look for that email from Rick Martin uh, from DIS uh, regarding the improved statewide uh, AppScan network. Oh, that's cool. Uh, there was something I was going to add about that, and I don't remember what it was. Uh, oh, E-Rate. Uh, I understand from my sources that uh, no one in Arkansas has gotten any uh, funding for this all the way through Wave 7 of this funding year, uh, this next funding year, current mm-hmm. funding year, for Internet Connection. And that's – I don't think it all has to do with CenturyLink. I think it has to do with uh, a lot that's going on with the improved – AppScan Network. <laughs> yes. so, I, I, I believe that's right. Yes. The improved, improved. AppScan Network. <laughs> um, so, yeah, once the AppScan... Oh, 
See, I did it. The improved AppScan network uh, gets up and running. I understand it'll be butterflies, unicorns, and uh, rainbows. So, uh, but yeah, that, if you're if you're out there listening to us in the state of Arkansas, you haven't gotten any funding yet. That's because most likely your internet connection funding is being held up in review. Yes. And that's going to hold up everything else tied to your 471. Right. Well, and that, you know, and, and that's where um, folks get into issues who where you've filed your E-rate basically using the one 471 to cover everything you were doing. You know, um, in the past we were, we've pretty much been encouraged to just list everything on one 471. That way there's just one trail you have to follow that type of thing. Well, uh, this year that could very well come back to, to, yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the, interestingly enough, we didn't, we, a few years back, we stopped Mm -hmm. doing that, but um, the rest of our stuff is actually still an initial review. Also, I think with the changes to category two, which is not called category two anymore, it's the, uh, you know, for switches and hardware and things like that, it was second level funding and E-rate. Uh, it was so large because what was it, uh, $30 a kid that they gave us? You know, the, the new funding formula. Right. The Wi-Fi. Right. And so a lot more schools, I understand, have applied for that. Well, we did, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot more schools have applied. So I'm pretty sure those initial reviews are taking some time. Well, and, and I think part of the issue with that is, um, you know, when, when that came out, the idea from, from USAC was that that could be spread out over five years, and therefore schools would take that would file course over, five over the five years, and instead everybody went, ah, oh, no, we're going to go for it yeah, all, exactly. you know, and I really do think that that is a big chunk of it. I, frankly, I, you know, those folks are just overwhelmed with all the applications that they've received. Yeah, I, you know, Because like we did too, we... We took the said, let's try to spend all of it. Right, exactly. I think we didn't all spend five, all of it, but we spent a big chunk of it. Well, and and part of that also goes back to um, something about uh, is it biennial, biannual, however that works. Basically, every two years, um, it's it's up for review or whatever. So right, there was concern, yeah, there was concern that there wouldn't be money after the second year. Oh, yeah. So everybody flipped out and went yeah, ahead. Everyone was told, get it now. Right, yeah. And then Which, and then it wasn't long after that where they came out and said, oh, yeah, by the way, actually, the money's been increased for that. And like, oh, what the heck? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. But, that makes sense. Uh, you know. That's the way it but, goes. Uh, 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 so, I think, is that... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, you were pointing and I... <laughs> Oh, no, please. I'm, I'm sorry. Second, Greg, uh, Dave and I are going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> are you pointing at me? I'll be pointing at me. Was, uh, you know, in the notes, we usually have on-air fight. We don't have it scheduled <laughs> yeah, today. Right. Come on, guys. Stay on that's time. Right. Sorry. That was your job. It's, it's I'm sorry. Not, it's I, right. the, I see here. the empty spot in the, in the outline right here. There's <laughs> nothing. On-air fight, it's just a blank. I, I'm so sorry. Let me add the emoticon. Sad face. Sad face. <laughs> um, not related to sad face at all. Although... Um, I did want to get back to uh, the information that Hope Allen sent regarding oh. the assessment piece. I, I you, That's okay. Um, and this is what uh, this is what she says coming from the State Department that all students in grades three to ten will take the ACT Aspire assessment, and that will replace both the Park assessment that we took last year and benchmark science testing. Um, so there will not be benchmark science testing this year. It'll all be done through ACT Aspire. That and then me down. I, benchmark science testing is really important to me. <laughs> and Jeff is making a, a face like, yes, yes. That I was, thought you were going to expound sarcasm. on that. That was on-air sarcasm. That was on what, was that? what was that? Everywhere. Okay, There's moving no. left along. <laughs> um, uh, we will still have the NCSC. That's uh, often referred to as the NICSIC test. Uh, and alternate portfolio for cognitively disabled students. So that's going to stay in place. All 11th graders in the state will have the option to take an ACT assessment paid for by the state. So that's optional for 11th graders, won't cost them anything. And then finally, the state will negotiate for interim assessments through ACT Aspire to be included at no cost to the schools. So we're not quite sure what that's going to look like in terms of fall assessment. Uh, I'm assuming that's what they're referring to in terms of interim. So we'll just kind of wait and see how that plays wait. out. Just from, from a question from the technology aspect, since you guys are more high level and I'm more like, okay, how, how is this going to work? 
from the buttons and widgets perspective, do we have an app from from Act for to to work with the Act Aspire test, or is there one that has already been used? Do you, I know I'm putting you on the spot on air. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, let, me, let me hold on I, to that question until we're actually live. I, I have no idea. We have no idea. Um, That's one I will have to look up. While yeah, I, I I will tell you. Um, back when we were first told that we would most likely be switching to this system, um, I, I did some looking, and it's really weird, right? The last time I looked, I don't know what it looks like right now, and, and I'm not I'm not looking it up, frankly, right now. Um, you, you can, by all means. But um, the last time, there seemed to be a bit of confusion on their site. Like, you'd go to one uh, requirements page, and it had certain things listed. Like, it would work on um, Firefox and Chrome, um, Sketchy with IE, or maybe it said it worked with IE, or whatever it said. They had those requirements. But then... On another page, and, and nowhere there did it indicate, did it work on Chromebooks? Right. Was there an app for that? You know, right. that kind of thing. Then there's another technical specification page, and it listed, like, all that stuff. Ah, so there's okay. some confusion as to what, what is and what, what isn't supported. Right, which, exactly. Which list are we looking at? And, um, and frankly, I, I hope this isn't the case, but... I anticipate this being very much like Park was last year, it's, where it's the new we find out as they roll it out. You know, I mean, and yeah. that was, frankly, that was so nerve wracking. I think every tech in the state just like had about a nervous breakdown over that entire thing, <laughs> yes. just simultaneously. What, yes, what's going to work? What's not going to work? When are we getting this app? Can we see the app? Can we, you know, and, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think the final official app was released like like, like during testing weeks or, or just yeah, about, yeah. I was going to say weeks before or maybe during testing. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't was, quite during testing, but yes, we did have a little bit of heads up, but it wasn't much. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's forty eight hours. <laughs> that's that's why it was. That was, it was why rough. that was my first question. Can we see the app? Now, Can we please, see the app? Can, that's right. That's right. That's right. Stretch out this stress a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Well, I did see um, the other day, and, and I cannot remember. I, I tried to find it um, quickly, and I and I can't for the life of me remember um, where I saw it. But I did see where there was an article about. Um, I guess Ohio has also decided to get out of park because oh. their big issue right now is they're looking for their park replacement for assessment. So um, I think it's going to be very interesting. Come about. September one to go take a look at the park list and see who's still who's there. Left. Yeah, it's who's, a, who's still in crickets. there? Uh, very crickets. interesting. Crickets. Crickets. Hey, well, too. let's take a look. Uh, yesterday we were really excited to do a pre-recorded interview uh, with uh, a new friend of Greg and mine, mm -hmm. an old friend of David's. Um, not an old friend, as in no one. You know. <laughs> um, Kimberly Wright, she's the TLI teacher, teacher leader at Cooley Elementary from El Paso ISD. Um, she's heading to Podstock today. And yes. um, a really, really great person. Um, I had a great time talking to her, and I'll, I'll let David expound on that. Oh, yeah, no, we had a, we had a great time yesterday. Um, I had asked her to come on and, and just kind of talk about some things. And so uh, we've got that ready to go. And I yeah. think uh, we'll uh, we'll let her do the talking. Yeah. So uh, sit back and relax. This is an interview from yesterday with uh, Kimberly Wright. Joining us now on EduTech Guys is Kimberly Wright. She's the TLI teacher leader at Cooley Elementary for El Paso Independent School District, student advocate and general tech geek. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. Kimberly and I met, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, through a uh, professional learning community called Plurk. That's at P-L-U-R-K dot com. And um, we met uh, most likely through Kevin Honeycutt, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I know. We went through Kevin. Um, I guess Kevin had gone through um, Arkansas. I don't know how many years ago this was, David. Probably at least, I don't know, around seven, six, seven years ago. Uh, I would say, Maybe yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe even eight. I don't know. A long time ago, um, Kevin had gone through and done some kind of professional learning um, or PD with you guys, professional development. And there was a whole bunch of really great educators who joined um, Plurk after that. And um, you were one of them, obviously. So. And, well, and then... Um, uh, as we got to knowing each other and just kind of talking and communicating through Plurk, that's where um, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but that's that's where I first learned of Podstock, uh, which uh, seemed to be all these folks who were hanging out on Plurk were going to all get together in Wichita and 
do face to face the stuff we were all talking about online. Um, right. And so that that was very cool, and that was the first time that uh, Kimberly and I actually met face to face and had a, had a big time. Cool. Yeah, I think anybody. Every time I see a picture of Kevin Honeycutt, he, he kind of Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Honeycutt. He has like twenty people around him yeah, in the lobby of some conference. That is so, so Kevin. I mean, he's always you know hanging out with people. So, uh, quick question. Um, so I understand you left education and you came back to education. Yes, I left education about four and a half years ago. Um, and before that, when I was teaching, um, I was fourth grade science teacher. I also taught writing and reading, um, but my concentration was in science. And I quickly learned when I was in the classroom, um, you know, that my kids paid attention and loved uh, technology. So I wasn't a tech geek. So I was science teacher turned tech geek by my students because I realized my students loved learning when um, technology was involved. I didn't have any behavior problems or whatnot. So that's how I ended up getting into the technology field. And then um, I started a master's program through Full Sail University. And Kevin so happened to um, come and do a PD session. Um, I think the first two months that I was starting my master's program and he talked to us about Plurk. I got on Plurk, um, and I learned so much. And I got a hold of a bunch of people. Cynthia Garrity was one of them, oh, yeah, um, who who ended up helping me through my master's program because without them, I would have died. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they walked me through Second Life. I mean, just all of these. I don't know. I was actually learning at one point more from my PLN than I was through my master's program. And that was kind of fun. But anyway, yeah, so what I ended up doing was leaving education, um, and I wanted to become a physician. And then while I was out in the field, I realized that I enjoyed the business of, medica um, of medicine more than I enjoyed um, the actual contact with the patient. So um, I am currently getting my master's in business healthcare administration, but I've decided to come back to education. Um, mainly because I was homeschooling my son at the same time as I was working and going to school. And I realized that there was just something missing in my life, just something that just wasn't, I wasn't exactly fulfilling my calling. And, you know, at that same time, I was coming into contact with many of the students that I had had in the past. And um, they were talking to me about um, their education how education in my classroom was so much different than what they experienced after they left my classroom. Um, on many occasions, I would tell my students, if you learn this now, you will never have to relearn this. It will take you all the way through college. <laughs> and many of them were like, you know, you were right. You were right. Um, so there are many things that, you know, brought me back to education. And, you know, some of it is my, my own personal children, my students from the past, um, and just this yearning inside, just feeling like I'm not really, you know, that fulfilling my sense of calling. But anyway, I don't know if you asked me a question and I just wandered around <laughs> and answered it. I'm not positive. No, you're good. But, <laughs> no, trust okay. me. So when you were, um, when you were uh, homeschooling your son, um, technology a big part of that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, for me, um, my son, he's now 12. Um, one of the things I realized when he, when I came out of education, I didn't have as much time for him as I was going to school and running a business. And, um, so I kind of just let him learn on his own or go to school and I would do homework with him. But something I realized very quickly was that he was no longer thinking on his own. He wasn't in the school I was at. I wasn't forcing him to think, right? And I wasn't exactly thrilled with the education he was getting. Um, now, that being said, I will say that my son had many substitute teachers. He had, um, unfortunately, one of his teachers fell ill to breast cancer. So he unfortunately had kind of a subpar education, not because of the teachers he was with, but the fact that there was inadequate coverage for his fabulous teacher that was ill. Um, so anyway, so at that time I was like, okay, I can homeschool my son. I mean, there's so much technology available that he can pretty much teach himself. Right? right. So at least that's what I thought. And I, I searched and searched for online academies, didn't find anything adequate. So I kind of came up with this, you know, he did some learning online. He did some learning with me. Um, 
so that being said, I think there's definitely no replacement for a good teacher that contact, um, with an educator, but now I'm happy to say that he's on level in most subject areas and he's doing well. And thank God he's thinking on his own. So he used, <laughs> yes. he used, yes. yeah. So the, I think the beauty of technology isn't just having children, um, you know, sit there and absorb information just like they would in a lecture. I think it's all about them creating, connecting and discovering things on their own. So anyway, yeah, and, and having having a responsibility to teach themselves, uh, where it's like, okay, I'm not just going to go from class A from eight o'clock to nine o'clock, and then from class B, you know, I actually have to sit down and go, find. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Got a phone call. Oh, uh, it's always something. You know, technology, so you understand. Right. Um, but yeah, the fact that you have to have. Uh, you actually have to take responsibility for your own education. I was I was actually homeschooled myself, so I, oh, I understand. Really? Yes, so cool. I, actually, I was actually in, uh, homeschooled from kindergarten through the end of high school. So, and my mother also employed much of the same, where we had to we had sections where we would chase uh, our own learning, and then there were there were other sections where she would take a more traditional role. So I think that is very important for for this this idea of that you should learn how to learn, that you should take responsibility for your own education. And unless you're given the responsibility of you have to actually chase after that education for yourself and it's not all just spoon-fed to you, you, you don't learn it. Right, I agree. I agree 110%. Well, I think it's not even learning. I mean, if you're just sitting there, quote, unquote, absorbing, you know, then where is the learning that's occurring? Right. It's, so. all it's all passive, yeah. Well, and I think that... Um, kind of going along with all of that um and really i don't know because you you were seeing what was happening with your son and you know felt your calling to return back to education and especially um with you talking with former students who have come back you know and like you said you know they they said you know you know once you once you've learned this you 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 won't have to learn it anymore um right. so do you think that's something that kind of helped you in that decision to come back I mean that that where you saw that part missing especially the part where like you just said you know you're not sitting in there absorbing you know you, you're going to learn something you're active you're engaged. actively engaged yeah cool no absolutely absolutely I think so and then you know once my son went back to the regular classroom I was like <gasps> I miss education so much so it kind of helped me realize oh my gosh yes. I'm, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do so often, so often <laughs> teachers are born teachers. It's just in their right. blood. I've just, yes. I've so you think when to... you when you realize that, you you I, I'm sure you were keeping up with education topics and you know ed right. tech especially at that time. So did you feel like you had a leg up when you went back to education from being on the outside a little bit? Oh, you know, honestly, I was really nervous, and I still am, to be completely honest, because I'll actually start my position in August. So, you know, I've been online searching, looking. I don't feel, I agree that, you know, I've kept I've kept up, but it's different when you're day-to-day -day with your techies, talking to them every single day. Like, I was on Twitter, I was on Skype, like, with we, like we are now, and my, um, and Facebook, and keeping in touch with all my ed tech buddies, and I would read you know, articles they'd post or blogs, but it's different when you're out of um, the field. So I don't feel like I necessarily have a leg up. I think I have a lot to learn. And so, but having such a strong PLN around me, so many people who are willing to, so many good teachers, so many good educators that are willing to teach me and kind of walk me back through this process of coming back into the classroom. Well, not the classroom, because I won't be in the classroom, but, you know, coming back to education, I just kind of feel like, um, I don't really have anything to be nervous about because if for some reason I don't know how to do something, I can just tweet it out and, you know, um, and I'll have an answer. And I, I have a backing of hundreds of people behind me telling me how to, you know, overcome a certain situation. Yeah. Well, and then, you, you know, similar to that, since you've sort of been in, you know, kind of on the fringe, on the outside, you're getting back in and, and you've got all of the, the folks who are... Um, definitely uh, welcoming you back into education with open arms, um, present company included. Yes. Um, I'm curious about what you've seen uh, in terms of, okay, so you're coming back in and some of the tech stuff 
um, you know, you're, you may feel like you're playing catch up with, but also do you, have you noticed any, social, I don't know, any, any, changes? Ch- yeah, any changes in general, you know, that, that things aren't, especially there since you were already in El Paso school district left and now you've come back. Are there things that you've noticed that have changed? Well, I don't, maybe not. I mean, you haven't really been back yet, right? So I don't know. No, no, but (laughs) I think. Let me babble. (laughs) No, 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 it's okay. I think you know what you're trying to say. And I think that, you know, the same things that frustrated me before I left are an even bigger frustration now. And now that I'm looking back, I mean, I'm looking at going into this campus where, you know, um, we have many second, um, English as a second language learners, LEP students, and, you know, it's, it's in an area of El Paso that isn't necessarily, um, I guess, um, they're a little economically disadvantaged. I mean, so we have a lot of things that we need to overcome on the campus that I'm at, but it's great staff, great principal, but, you know, it all goes back to, you know, it's all about the test in general. So, you know, I kind of think that the emphasis is the same, but it's the pressures are even greater than when I left education. So I still see, I mean, I see uh, teachers leaving the classroom, um, you know, for the same reasons I left when I did leave. So, I mean, I'm just kind of contemplating what are we going to do so we stop losing all these educators. I think had I not homeschooled, had I not continued on that path, then I wouldn't have come back to education. So, you know, I think that we're losing many educators and, you know, a lot of them are young. Some of them are older and they're afraid to use technology, but we have a lot of teachers who are very creative and love what they're doing, but unfortunately they don't have support. So they're leaving the classroom. So I think for me, that's the biggest frustration. I think that teacher support isn't there. And unfortunately our principals aren't being supported either. You know, if they have test scores, that are bad, then they're reamed for it. And, you know, it's just like an ugly cycle. So that I think that to me is the main reason I left education. I felt like my kids weren't thinking because the emphasis is on the test. And I still feel that way. And I kind of feel if we were just to teach and have kids learn and think, then maybe we wouldn't have to worry so much about the test. And one of the reasons I did leave Um, you know, there was learning going on in my classroom all the time. If you walked into my classroom, there would be laughing and talking, but there would be true learning going on. There'd be conversation. Um, my students were always engaged in various activities at the same time. My whole class was never, almost never doing the exact same thing. Even if we were on a Skype call, I might have a few of my students on a Skype call while another one is reading a novel or whatnot. So we had several activities going on at the same time if you were to walk into my classroom. My classroom was not clean. It was messy, and it was typically pretty loud. Um, And I did have a very diverse population of students, students. And so, you know, um, I remember one of the most discouraging times that I had was my last year that I was teaching where I had a principal who told me I did use, I used too too much technology, um, that my students, yeah, too much technology. My students were having, were having too much fun and (gasps) yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And that laugh, but that is right. No, 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 but it's true. And then the last thing she told me is that I needed to start doing um, dittos with my students. And I almost fell off my chair and I thought, you know what? This is not the field for me. I can't fight this fight alone. And you know, most of the, and you hear the same frustrations. I hear all these teachers echoing the same thing over and over again. So I just think, again, authentic learning is the key. But so going back to that, I mean, do I, do I, um, you know, that administrator do, I thank her because in some ways I feel bad because I think she didn't have the support she needed in order to really understand what I was doing in my classroom. And I'm pretty sure she was frustrated with test scores. And we were at a campus where we had almost a hundred percent passing. So she might be nervous, this crazy young teacher, I don't know what she's doing, but that does not look like learning to me so i don't know so that's kind of um you know know, i think the issue with principals is in administrators is the fact that they don't um if they don't see a plan in front of them (laughs) they don't have a list you know it's like wait what's going on here this is organized chaos um so i'm going to segue into when you get back into the classroom what are your top three top five uh platforms software apps that you're planning on using 
Um, you know, so my, my focus is going to be obviously on literature, um, because I'm actually hired through a grant, but you know, I really think that learning needs to happen across the curriculum. So I really liked, um, when I was at, um, ISTE this last, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now, I really liked looking at, um, Buncee was one of the, um, the programs that I used. I don't know if you guys have heard about Buncee. I have not heard of Buncee. It is super cool, and I think it's a really good storytelling. It has more than just this, but it's a good storytelling app, and the kids can, you know, I think that applications like Buncee um, are great. It's kind of like, you know, if you were to use GarageBand, but it's much more visually pleasing, you know. So you could get your little pre-K student creating their own story. Um, parents can print out their stories. It's really neat, um, and it's free, by the way. Um, I liked that um, that tool um, because kids can really, you know, own their story, write their story, and you know that was one of the things that I liked. Um, just let just me... for our audience here, we've got we've got phones out. All we're all searching. We're trying to find well, the web link. Yeah. How, do, how, how do you spell Buncy? <laughs> okay, it's B B U N C E E. Okay. <laughs> You know these web app names. Uh, you know, yes. what are you going to do? I know, right? Yeah. You're like, uh, where Buncy, did we get into T O W E L. You're like, we just got into the wrong website. We're on a blocked site. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. It's Google. All this I weird don't stuff's think coming that's Buncy. <laughs> so, uh, when you're at ISTE, cool. did you see the Mac and Via uh, website? They won mm. the uh, they won the uh, best, I think it was the best of show from ISTE this year. I was wondering if you saw it. Um, no, I didn't. It's a I really neat one. Actually. It's uh, ebooks, audiobooks, and databases and videos. So, How do you, um, what's that called? I'm going to look Mac it up. In, M-A-C-K-I-N-V-I-A. Macinvia. I guess that's how you say it. All the good domain names have been taken at this point. Everybody's yeah, just making stuff just up. Just making stuff up. We're going to throw a bunch yeah. of letters together. And Okay, so you talked about Buncee. So what's, uh, what's, what are some of the other ones that you're looking at uh, so uh, that's a good question are you, are you doing chromebooks are you doing ipads what are you doing? ipads ipads so we have ipads from I the, that. Uh, I'm just the yeah. yeah. right <laughs> yeah. so and then you know the good thing about most of these um all of these web well these tools is they not only are they free but they also have apps and then they have the option of free versus paid for each um campus so they have like a certain sector that you can pay for um one of the other things that I really enjoyed um, was class um, one, two, three. It was, I don't know, it's like an LMS. And it's literally class one, two, three, and then it's dot AC. It was kind of, it was really a cute LMS for an elementary classroom, okay? So not necessarily, not what you would want to use for like a high school classroom, but I thought it was super cool for you know, for a little elementary classroom because you, you'll have to play with it and, and see what you think. And that one's totally free, and it's from Korea, apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. So <laughs> that one I thought, I was like, oh, that's, that's really cool. cool. I like that. Yeah. But um, you'll have to Google that one and see what you think about that. But, yeah. Cool. Um, well, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know you're thinking, okay, he's uh -oh. asking me. So Podstock. Um, for it. Come in. I, that's out of nowhere. David looks at me like, dude, that's, that's, out, of dude, that's out of the blue. Okay, <laughs> we're we're techies. We all have ADHD. I am so right. yeah. My brain. I'm following you. Cool. David's just a little bit less ADHD than you. Yes. And I'm. Which yeah, is, that's which is to everyone's benefit. Trust yeah. me. Yes. So well, um, I don't want to keep you on on the line. <laughs> he hates that too. On the line. Yes. So um. Uh, yeah, so Podstock, have you been before? Is this your first time? What's and, no. the... and just just for those of us who don't know what Podstock is, can we get a little bit about what Podstock is and what the idea behind it is? There you go. Okay, well, Podstock, gosh, I didn't even know. I'm going to have to Google how long ago it started, but I think it was also about six years ago. No, 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 seven years ago that they started. Um, you know, and so I've been to every Podstock, I think, except for two. So that being said, you know that I've been out of education for almost five years, but yet I've only missed two Podstocks. 
So what that says to you is I was still going back, even though I was not in the field of education. Uh So, you know, Podstock is a really small um, conference. We'll call it a conference for lack of a better word, okay, Um, that occurs in Wichita, Kansas. And I remember telling um, one of my tech leaders, my ed tech um, directors, hey, I want to go to Wichita, Kansas for Podstock. They're like, what? On God's green earth is in Wichita, Kansas. Well, Kevin Honeycutt was talking about this conference that he's throwing, and I have to be there. I absolutely, and I don't know how I managed to do it, but I managed to get my district to pay for it, and so they did, and it was fabulous, and, um, you know, it's grown. I don't remember exactly, but I think there was about a hundred or maybe a less than a hundred, the very first one. And it just, you know, the best way to describe Podstock now and, um, even then is that you have this group of educators. First off, one of the things I've learned is tech educators are different than any other educator that's out there. Um, we learn relatively quickly, um, and we'll learn anywhere. We don't need um, a specific setup. We don't need to be sitting. We don't need to be standing. We could be upside down and right. we'll be learning. Exactly. And we have no problems walking up to someone typically. Okay, sometimes we do, but then once we get into our element, we're fine. So we're kind of just a different type of educator altogether. So imagine you get all the misfits in education. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that would be like us. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that would be us. All those people, you know, you have them, they're like the black sheep of the campus. And so imagine that you got all of those people together who have been fighting, these warriors, I like to call them, they've been fighting on their campuses alone. Maybe they're all by themselves. And you have all these warriors from all these different campuses from all over the United States that kind of congregate in one place and they just support each other and learn from one another. And it's just really like a family. I mean, the reason I came back, even if I wasn't in education, was for that family. Um, You know, I brought my kids sometimes, sometimes I didn't bring my kids. And so um, you don't need to necessarily, it's kind of like being, if you guys have ever been to ISTE, like being in Bloggers Cafe, if you've ever been there, It's kind of like an extension to that. But then the best part I think I love about Podstock is that all the educators that go are just as crazy as I am. (laughs) So, you know, we all dress up like this. This year is um, the theme is steampunk. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, so I have this yeah. crazy outfit. Um, and I was going to ask you about that yeah. um, because, <laughs> you know, I, you get dressed up for anything and you don't even need a reason. <laughs> so I was, just, I was very curious if, uh, you know, if you were putting together your steampunk outfit. So You know what? I'm going to be honest. I've been really busy. So I ordered something overnight and it's being shipped to the hotel at Old Town. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. Thanks, well, boy. Now everybody's gonna know because this is gonna air right before Podstock. So tomorrow, when you guys see me, no, it's not gonna be. Yeah, it'll be right before. But yeah, I mean, most of my costume will be shipped there tomorrow. So I was gonna ask Cynthia, Cynthia, if you're listening, please pick up my costume at the front desk. Oh, and that's part of it. Is okay. So the location. There's this. The location. You know, this. The thing that Kevin and I have talked about often is the time where Podstock will outgrow the hotel at Old Town. And, you know, you've been there, David. Mm-hmm. So the old, the hotel at Old Town is this very quaint um, hotel with, I think it used to be, it used to be a factory of some kind. And it's just this very cool old school hotel. And across the street is this tiny little conference center. And you just literally walk across the street. And then the whole area, it's, you know, it's the downtown of Wichita. So you have all these restaurants and places to have a beverage and whatnot. So it's just really the perfect atmosphere to have a conversation with your family, your extended dysfunctional family um, about education and technology. And I just, I, I'm so impressed with the educators that I meet there. You know, if I go to any other tech conference, you know, there are different other different kinds of teachers there, but I just seem to connect better with um, ed tech teachers and leaders just because they think in the same, not the same way that I do, but they're a little bit crazy like I am. 
And if I go off on a completely different topic, they're totally following me because they're, you know, as ADHD as I am. And right. so I don't know. And the ideas that I walk away with from Podstock will fuel me for the entire year coming up. And then I always manage to meet at least 20 cool new people. So for me, if I had to pick one conference every year that I had to go to, it would be Podstock. And then the proof of that is that even if I wasn't in ed tech, I still went <laughs> to right, Podstock yes, every year. Exactly. So anyway. Did that answer your question? Yes, yes, it did. So it's not just—it's not just what you're learning; it's who you're learning it with. And, yeah. Uh, well, and that's one of the things that you know. I've—I've I've been to ISTE. I've been to other um, education conferences. I've been to some tech conferences. I've been to a couple of other um, what are edutech-related conferences. But there is nothing really. There really is nothing like Podstock, um, especially. A, I love the fact that you use the word family because that's exactly what it felt like. I, I remember the first time, and I, I think you're right. I, in fact, we may have gone to the very first Podstock at the same time. I can't remember if I went to the first or second one, but anyway. Um, you know, you have these folks that you've been talking to, chatting with, interacting with all year long because at that point, you know, Kevin had come in um, like in the middle of summer to Arkansas, and so we had the the whole school year in which we were interacting and, and talking with all these other ed tech folks from all over the country and, and making new friends and, and meeting new people and getting ideas and sharing all this stuff. And then there was this conference where you could actually go meet all the people you had been talking with all year long. Right. And it was, it, it was, it was like a family reunion and every sense of the word. <laughs> yeah. Am I kidding? No, Am is. I right? Right. Yeah. You know, no. <laughs> it really is, you know, you know, you got wacky Uncle Joe over there, and you got, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's, it's Uncle Kevin, cool. let's just Uncle be Kevin. honest. Uncle yes. like Kevin, He's like the godfather of Podstock. Uh, okay. No, I <laughs> I'm telling you, we, I, and I've already told these guys that we are going next year oh, in some to. form or fashion. My, what I would love to do is take Edutech guys to Podstock. We'll do a live broadcast from there. Um, but if it turns out that that's not our our role at Podstock next year, then we're going to go. Just regardless. Why regardless. don't you just like get any car and drive over? Aren't you? I mean, I'm so much further than you. So you what are, is but your I, excuse? I, my excuse is that Podstock always falls right between my kids' birthdays. Okay. And so there's a lot of, you know, planning and purchasing and uh, spousal duties that are required <laughs> for that. So. Uh. Anyway, no, I understand. I, I I totally get it. But yeah. But next year I'm I'm coming. Uh, I'll bring the kids with me if I have to. Or something. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I did. I've I've brought my kids a couple of times. You know, because I want them to meet. And well, you know, my daughter was on Plurk. My daughter, who's now yes. sixteen, she was on Plurk for the longest time. Um. So and all these PLN members that we have kind of helped me raise my daughter um so to say and most of you guys are friends with her on facebook i mean yeah. last year <clears throat> last year i drove for my daughter's 16th birthday we drove in her car all the way to new york and back to el paso and one of the people we stopped and met was you david yes. because i mean that was awesome. so yeah. yeah and these are all people that i've met online and i know that oh this is the other thing right okay so we we're all crazy enough so um that we will not have met each other ever before but yet we'll room with each i don't know guys probably don't do this but women do i mean i roomed with four people i had never met before when i came to podstock um i'd yeah, met them online I would, I would room with these guys <laughs> <laughs> i take that back I'm uh, kidding. but no you know i mean you just it's just and if i tell i you know you don't ever want your children to do that but that's what we do. We all just, I mean, and you know, I'll meet up with people all the time that I've never met um, face in to person. Face. Yeah. yeah, but that I know, I know of them. I've talked to them for years, yeah. and it's you know, century. yeah, it's a twenty-first century. The meeting of yes. who we are. The meeting but would of you like want? Would you want your children doing that? God, no. no but no. But, well, <laughs> not not at their current ages. But you know, we also have at least theoretically, years of experience and wisdom behind our decisions. So think 60 years ago when you had a pen pal. 60 years ago. <laughs> I'm just saying, and you were writing letters through the mail, and then you meet that person well, for the true. first time. Well, yeah. you know, true. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just throwing that out. No, you're right. You're right. That's 
Too well, soon. I don't want I'll to. Shut uh, up now. So um, we don't want to keep you all afternoon. We know you have other stuff to do. Um, not trying to run you off, but um, anything else going on in general, education, job-wise, you want to share with our listeners? Um, no, gosh, I don't know what else you guys want me to share. Hmm, I don't know. Um. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we're definitely going to do is once you get back into the fray, and mm-hmm. you start the battle again. Um, right. We definitely want to have you back on because we want to catch up with what's happening after you're back out there, you know, fighting with administrators, you know, leading kids, helping teachers, you know, building the next part of your educational life. The, the like follow-up to... episode. Yeah, yeah the follow-up for sure. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Make sure I'm still alive. Yeah, <laughs> no, that would be that would be fabulous. And I'm cool. really excited. I think that I have a really good, um, it's some really good administrators that I'll be working with. So I'm really excited to see what happens when you can get a techie working alongside with administrators and teachers. So I think that the the results will be fabulous. But, you know, I'm kind of a positive thinker, so we'll see what happens. But thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Hey, cool. I appreciate you uh, accepting the challenge. <laughs> so, um, so that I, was cool. I want to thank Kimberly Wright, the TLI teacher leader at Cooley Elementary for El Paso ISD. Hey, that was uh, Kimberly Wright. We're really excited to have her, and I uh, want to say thanks a million for everything, uh, for, for putting, putting up, up with us, us <laughs> first of all. That <laughs> yes, that, that yes absolutely. Patience. Anytime yes. you have to put up with us, then you've, you've really got yourself something. She was a but, saint. Uh, she is um, she's a TLI teacher, teacher. leader, yes, um, and uh, that is at Cooley Elementary in the El Paso <laughs> uh, Independent School District. I actually know what I'm saying. By the words are not coming out of my mouth. That silly is so words. bizarre. But anyway, yeah, so many words. So, so many words. So little time. Um, yeah, I'm uh, putting together some stuff real quick here. Can you guys fill time for me just a moment as I, as I finish fixing this one? And this is when we pull out the cane and we do the tap dance. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> so sorry. I, uh, I, I'm, I was actually getting a tune ready here. And yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, I, what what Jeff is working on is uh, he's, um, at least I'm assuming, I, I can't yes. see what he's doing. I'm assuming he's uh, attempting to bring up uh, a piece of music from this week's featured artist, Tim Goins. I am. Um, uh, I tell you what, give me just a second. Um, it was my bad. Uh, Tim's probably listening. If you're listening, it, it had come in as an M4A. That was, that was all my bad. You cannot play the M4A. M4A, it, well, hey, here's a great talk. Let's talk about that. <laughs> you cannot play M4A on Mixler. Greg, tell us what an M4A is. It's uh, it's the M4A comes from the French foray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a foray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it was our bad. We got Jeff talking, and then we were just like, "Oh, wait, the recording's done. We need to jump." Well, back I'll on be honest with you. I, the the uh, the recording was in the list, and as I drag it into the playlist to play it on air, it goes, "No, you cannot do that. You must make it the MP3 for you." Yes, Jeff, we hate you. Okay, so so four A in all seriousness. Four A is an Apple format. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it was it was my bad. Luckily, you can use an app um, like Audacity to open it and then just turn right around and export it right back out as an MP3. Or iTunes, or yeah. well, um, in iTunes you have to set the per, you have to set the in iTunes does yes. not like to play fair sometimes. <laughs> it can be it can be a bug a bugre. A bugre. Yes. So, uh, but um, let me see here. Here's our playlist. So yeah, um, Tim Goins. Let's talk about him a second. So every week lately, we've been trying to play um, a featured artist. Mm. Uh, a lot of folks out on SoundCloud. Um, Tim's on SoundCloud. Tim Goins, uh, G-O-Y-N-E-S. In fact, you can find him at Tim, T-I-M-G-O-Y-N-E-S.com. That's his website. It's up. Tim, uh, he served as an interim jazz guitar professor at UNT um, and has been serving as a professor of guitar at Texas A&M University in Commerce since 2009 as well as teaching guitar and piano at the Guitar Sanctuary in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, in addition to playing in three, in three pretty exciting bands around the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, he's, a, he's a hard-working guitar player, and he's pretty phenomenal. He has a master's from the University of North Texas, and if you know anything about jazz, you know that that's like the jazz uh, you know, mecca of the world. 
So um, this tune that we're about to play for you is one of his tunes, uh, written and composed, I believe, and he might let me know, I believe he plays all of the instruments on board, this bad boy. So wow, nice. He's a guitar player, but so everything you hear on here will be him. Cool. So uh, sit back and relax, and um, here's Tim Goins with Brienne's.
Hey, really want to thank Tim Goins. That was his tune, Brienne's. Uh, once again, we every week we like to uh, feature a musician. If you're out there and you're a musician, uh, you sing, you play guitar, you play piano, play any instrument, uh, play the notes flute. We don't care. Uh, let us know if you'd like us to feature your song um, on the show, and we would love to uh, to get it from you. Uh, if you really like Tim's uh, music, that's Tim Goins, T-I-M-G-O-Y-N-E-S. You can find his music on SoundCloud, and you can also find links from his website, timgoins.com. And uh, if you do want to uh, reach out to us to get your music featured, be sure to stop over at edutechguys.com. Uh, we've got a, a form there uh, on the page. Just fill that out. We'll get back in touch with you, exchange music, go from there. Um, now, I'll tell you what, it is time for the Google App of the Week. Google Apps. Google Apps of the Week. Hey! All right. Today's Google App of the Week is Choice Eliminator. That is shared by Susan Gilly. She's on Twitter at U-N-I-Q-S-U-S-E-Q. That's Unique Susie Q. Again, that is U-N-I-Q-S-U-S-E-Q. Um, it is Choice Eliminator for Google Forms. If you've not seen this, this is super, super cool. What happens is you create your form and you create a multiple choice option. And then once you've created the form and everything's good, then you go and you add this add-in um, called Choice Eliminator. And what happens is as each, each time that form appears, then whatever choice had been previously selected is no longer available to future form filler outers. Oh, okay. All right. So, so example that she uses is with um, parent-teacher conference time slots. So let's say that you're doing parent-teacher conferences in, I don't know, 15-minute increments. Okay. So you list all your times, 3.15, 3.30, blah, 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 blah. The first part, you send out the form to all your parents and you say, pick a time. And the first person comes in and they pick 3.30. Well, when they submit the form, the next person who comes in, 3.30 is no longer a choice is it, is on it the gray, form. Is it grayed out or is it just gone? It's gone. Oh, wow. It actually removes the choice from the list for subsequent so um, like, folks. Now, I have no idea how that works in terms of four people all hit the form at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I'm assuming there's you know definitely some potential flaws there but I, I to me I, I i just when i saw this she had posted it um uh on her twitter and, and our, uh, she posted it actually through the uh portical which is uh portical i'm not quite sure how you say that um it's p-o-r-t-i-c-a-l dot org um that's actually uh an administrative group um arkansas is part of that uh california is part of that anyway she posted on their blog and shared it again that is the choice eliminator it's very very cool very cool it sounds like it yeah um no what else is google doing Dave? <laughs> <laughs> google you wouldn't believe but uh there's a new classroom app update um, students and teachers will now receive system notifications about new content in the Google Classroom classes. That's cool. Auto push. So, you know, the teacher doesn't have to say, send to all. Right? Yeah. I'll share this document with you. Yes. There you go. It's already going <laughs> to shove it in your face. So there you go. Um, and we talked about this before. Um, at that time, it was coming up. And now uh, it actually launched yesterday. And that is Google Camp. And um, it's free. Uh, they got all kinds of online stuff kids can do. That is at camp.withgoogle.com. And this is Ocean Week. No, it's Billy Ocean Week. Get out of my dreams. Get in my car. <laughs> and then, then the young guy over here in the Tech Guys is going, what are you guys talking about? Never heard the song hey, before. Has now, somewhere, Chad, Chad Morris just ran off the road. road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and well, with Billy Ocean, I, I think we're going to call that a day. Hey, we're running up on 58 minutes and 57 seconds, and so we have now completed another Edutech Guys. Another run, another hour down. That is awesome, and, and uh, I definitely appreciate everybody uh, – who stopped by to, to take a listen. I'm sure most of you folks uh, came in to listen to Kimberly talk, but uh, you got us. So yeah. there you go. I apologize, too. I was uh, I had a butane leak in my office earlier, so I'm a little goofy. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask why there was butane in a yeah, you know, office. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, some things we just, yeah, that's right. We, that's we, what we, they told me was in that tank. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's <laughs> so, hey, anyway, remember radio.edutechguys.com. You can also visit, visit us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. 
want to say a big shout out to Mixler. That's who we use, M-I-X-L-R.com, Mixler.com. Check it out, you teachers and all you folks that want to broadcast on the radio. It's a wonderful way to get your, your words out there. And we want to thank Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools for uh, letting us do this each week. We do. And uh, so, hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. And I'm Greg Moore. See you in the funny papers. <laughs> this is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the B Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about. And no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of high-performance leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Everly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show, and we've had conversations with Baruti Caffelli, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to The Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.